the second installment of Tempting You by S.A. Clayton. Um, We're going to play the second half for you in just a little bit. But before that, we're going to read some lady listener emails. Oh, before you said something earlier and I was like, maybe we should talk about it. What books do we have out? What, are there any Lex or Ollie books out right now? Oh my God, you just got in my head because I was literally, while I was playing with on my phone, was looking to see what the title I picked because the cover's supposed to be done like any second now. But oh my it's the God. box one. Yeah, I know. So we had this idea to write a book about a girl that orders a vibrator, but it gets sent to her boss by mistake. So, so that's how the book sort of starts off. But I said, I was like, what if we called it his package? And then we called another one, her box. <laughs> we just were like, that's stupid. We need to pick but real I names. But any, I don't know what um, we, I don't know what we ended up calling it. No, I can't find the email. Because I have four submission. He was talking about that. Why well, I tried yes. to find this one. So we have um, a four submission series. Uh, if you're familiar with it at all, it's dubious consent. It's all the trigger warnings you can think. But at the very end of it, it's all okay. And it's magical. And it's happily ever after and sweet and loving. And it's perfect. So we have um, nine books in that series now. But all of them are standalone. So you can pick up anyone uh, anywhere in the series. Just read it. Love it. Whatever. So we were bundling the last three books and we gave them all epilogues. So we gave them all epilogues. Yes. (laughs) Um, Because they're my, this is my favorite series. They're really hard um, for me to write for some reason. So uh, yeah, so I wrote epilogues for those and long um, epilogues mm -hmm. and they're, yeah, they're going to be bundled up. So they're a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's, if you want to grab the third uh, force, force the mission series, it's got um, taking what's owed, taking what's envied, and taking what's necessary. Yeah. So, so grab taking them up. What, God, I th- I tell you something. Taking what owed with that. That's the park one, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, where she's running, where it starts and she's running. She's running. I think we Let broke that. I just started running, like jogging. Oh, my God. Listen. When I became a runner. I wrote that book in like 10 minutes because it I'll was never, like, it was so. She can write, that's what, uh, doing a chapter in the four series takes me like two hours and it takes yeah. me like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, oh, you need 2000 words. Got it. Here. She oh, I'm sorry. I just, out. I just threw have, this we have, up. To, we have to switch point of views. Mm-hmm. Usually I always do the female, mm-hmm. but she has to, cause I'm like, I can't, it's too mean. <laughs> <laughs> because he says such terrible things to her and she's like, <laughs> but I remember even that there's a menage one, the center one. Is that's taking what's envied. Oh, wait, you're talking about taking what's wicked, the Halloween one? No. Which Ta- one? That's the one. The, one the envied where he breaks in the house? That's, yes, taking what's envied. Okay, yeah. That menage, mm. there's a shower scene that Aww. I was like, that we crossed a line we'd never done before. And mm-hmm. it was like, <gasps> it was so hot. Like that scene sticks mm-hmm. with my head. It's so nasty. It sticks with my head. But, um, this, you can only get these on Eden and our website. Yeah, edenbooks.org and alexarally.com. They can't go on any other platforms because they're so bad. The one, the the most recent one, the Taking What's Necessary, that was the one in the doctor's mm-hmm. office. And I, oh I have God. to pass smear tomorrow. So I was, <laughs> when I 
text I was messing with that book today and I'm like oh clicking through the pictures and I was like, it? I have a pap spread on my head. <laughs> if this book pops in my head, I'm going to be mortified. I know. See, Eagle like emailed me after I emailed her the, the final thing and she was like, I cannot believe you. She's like, you need to be arrested. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I was like, yeah, okay, but the, the book that, um, the normal book. No, the regular, regular book, one. Not it's going to be called Sealed with a Kiss. It okay. should be live by now. But okay. I actually, what I didn't tell you, I meant to, but um, I, I worked the world in. I named the university the same one in the book Teach Me. Oh, okay. Nice. So, like, because they're all at this university, the girls mm-hmm. are. So, it's going to be in that kind of like world, I think you would call it, because it's the okay. same school. I like it. I like so, it. But I that one it. will be out. And then her roommate. So when you're reading it, pay attention mm-hmm. to the roommate, because she is going to be the next book, which yep. is um, Teasing so the, first the Best one. Man. It's what? Teasing the Best Man. Teasing the Best Man. I love that this is one I wrote, and I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> the tagline is, he'll, be, he'll play her game, because she's a gamer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. He, like, streams online. Mm-hmm. And he was money. the best man at his brother's wedding. And so that's kind of where they meet. So yeah. it's really cute. So teasing the best man. And then, but the first one is called Sealed with a Kiss because, because she sends him a deal, though. That one, the teasing the best man is that mm-hmm. play where, which I didn't even know turned me on until we were writing, mm-hmm. I think, some of the scenes where he's like, how much? How much would you charge me to take oh this? God, that is so dirty. I, I don't know that why, because so of course dirty. I don't like the idea of a man paying for sex, which this guy's never done before, mm-hmm. except when he's saying it to the one who's the heroine, like, like how much yeah. money? Yeah. How it's much like, money? I'll pay anything. Need. I don't care. Yeah. I've never done this before, but I'll pay now. Money? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then it's like, it's almost like a, pra- a praise kink too. And it as well, because he tells her like how good she is and how sweet and wonderful and what a great day she had. And like, I'm like, what is this? Uh, <laughs> oh so my hot. God. It's I so remember good. writing it into one of the books. Like he was fucking her in a cabin. I can't remember the book. Which and one? he's like, how much? I can't remember what book of it ever was. And I even remember you commenting on it. You were like, the fuck, this is hot. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it though. Um, all right, let's read some lady listener emails. I've got a couple in here. This one's entitled "Audiobook Mishap." Hey, ladies! First of all, I just want to say that I love these videos that Leah is making on TikTok. They are so funny and amazing. I always look forward. I always look forward to looking at you and your hair. They always are spectacular. Oh, what I have in my hair. Second, I wanted to share with you something that recently came to mind. It's an audiobook mishap, a Read Me Romance audiobook mishap. So, backstory: my dad and I use the same iTunes account. Oh, oh God, oh, this God. Is, this starts so bad. <laughs> my dad and I use the same iTunes account, which means that sometimes the podcast ends up on his phone. Well, apparently, one day, one of the audiobooks on the Read Me Romance podcast started to play on my dad's phone while he was at work, and I know this because when he came home, he asked. What is the daddy stuff about in romance? And I panicked and I just said, I don't know. I just read the stuff. (laughs) It says in a pretty passive aggressive tone, which cut off the conversation. I was just so mortified that I couldn't engage in that conversation. I probably should have been less frantic, but he caught me off guard. And this was around the same time I had written my first book. That is a DDLG daddy book. Whoops. 
I don't know what book he ended up listening to. I'm thinking it was either Fireman Daddy or Look But Don't Touch. <laughs> Thank, oh, oh God, God, Look But Don't Touch. <laughs> Thanks for reading. Love the podcast. Hey. Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would say to my dad because I don't feel like I don't I love daddy play and I don't feel like I have daddy issues. I had a really great father growing up. So I don't Maybe feel like I have daddy Maybe that's like the daddy stuff. <laughs> I think you right. answered your own question, Melissa. Oh, my God. You know what that reminded me of? When she said that, I just blurted it out. It reminded me of that time when Isabel was like, for. Remember, she asked me where babies came from. Oh, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, this God. one's entitled "Interesting Role Play." Hello, ladies. Long time listener, first time write in. This is only slightly embarrassing, and now quite funny. My husband and I were acting out a role play in my parents' guest room while they were out running errands. At the time, we had just gotten married, had been in for maybe a month, and I had gotten an all clear for my OBGYN to have sex after my miscarriage. Oh, I'm sorry. Aww. Trigger warning on that, guys. Sorry. Um, anyways, I had just finished reading Coach by the lovely Alexa Riley duo and had asked my husband to act like he was my coach and I needed to pass phys ed. In the middle of my husband, husband's very powerful, you get you get that point. Oh, very powerful. Like, oh, my dad walks in. There I am begging my husband to give me an A while being choked from behind. Oh my God. This is real. This is the real embarrassing part. That wasn't embarrassing. Oh my God. Later, while we sat down for dinner, my mother turns to my husband and asks if I had earned the A I was begging for. No, she did not. My he, mom course, would do that. Oh, my God. He, of course, turns bright red and keeps looking at me, trying to figure out how he needs to respond. Love the podcast, Ellie. I would die. My mom would 100% ask that. But my mom is very open with sex. Yeah. Because she would she definitely. Hey, Melissa. Danny. Oh, God. That's fucking funny. No way. All right. Maybe it probably wouldn't be so like embarrassing to me if when she said it because I would I'm used to it. I'm like, yeah, true. Coming. You just roll your eyes and be <laughs> like, yeah, you jealous? Yeah. <laughs> this one's entitled "Love the Podcast, but have a tangential question." I don't know what that word is. I love the podcast, but I really just discovered it. I'm only on week ten because I have because I save it for my commute or late nights working from home. Thanks for all the effort you put into this. I have a list of new books and authors based on the episodes and your recommendation. I was trying to explain to my husband how awesome Read Me Romance is and that he should listen. Since he's a lifelong Green Bay Packers fan, I tried to tell him about Mel's love for the team. Unfortunately, I can't remember the player's name that Mel adored. My husband uses, used, refuses to listen until I can provide the name. Mel, if you would please tell me the name, I would appreciate it. Thanks so much, Amanda. I will tell you the name. I, so it's interesting how I became to play for the Packers. I was not, or to cheer for the Packers. I was not into football until I met my husband. And he started watching, he always watched football. And he's a huge Colts fan. And I was just like, meh. But on the Colts, I love Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Jeff sat, he was my favorite player, even over Peyton Manning. He was my guy. And then he got traded to the Packers. Oh, okay. So I started, I flipped over and I started watching the Packers when he mm-hmm. got traded. So you're 
looking for Jeff Saturday is who he's talking about. I actually, okay. right next to me, I have a signed helmet from him of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, and, I love but yeah, that. So once I got transferred over there, he didn't stay for the Packers long, but I ended up staying. That's why mm-hmm. I always, people are always like, oh, why do you cheer? I was like, I feel like I picked my team legitimately. Like I yeah. mm-hmm. picked mine. It wasn't washed into my head that my parents were in love mm-hmm. with the Chiefs or this and that. I organically came to love the Packers. I love that. But it was Jeff Saturdays who he's probably looking for, which I'd be curious if you should quiz him. You should be like, <laughs> who is a MP fucking P that played for the Packers one year? Mm-hmm. That, that also played for the Colts. Also, well, if you say play for the Colts, you might get it because yeah. Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday were like a legend duet together. Yeah. And it was like, that's why it was so shocking that he'd gone over. Mm-hmm. But I went to a Packers game. Remember that? This is so interesting. Yeah. Oh my I God. Just, that's right. I just moved into my office and I unpacked all my Packers stuff. And I've got, because mm-hmm. I got my shareholders receipt. And I, mm-hmm. but my husband brought up because I hadn't seen it forever. It's been downstairs. I went to the Packers game that was in St. Louis and I made a sign that says, I, um, I lost Clay Matthews, but I love mm-hmm. Jeff Saturday or something like yeah, that. Uh-huh. And I was cheering for me. They were like giving him shit. Cause I was 50 row. Like 50 yard line. line. Yeah. Front, line. front row. Yeah. And so he could see my sign and he ripped his wristbands off at the end and gave them to me. Mm-hmm. So it was breast cancer month, the pink wristbands. He gave yeah. Them to uh-huh. me. And then I, I like cried in the middle of the football game. <laughs> And then everybody was like cheering for me, even though everybody around me was St. Louis fans. Mm-hmm. But then I wrote him a thank you letter. Oh, that's I wrote sweet. him a thank you letter and he returned it. He wrote No, me back. did he really? And when he wrote me back, he sent me his MVP card signed. Stop it. And that's what Rob brought up to me the other day, the signed I MVP card. That. That. But I yeah. Didn't know that. Take so. a picture and you can post it in the group because I want to see it. Okay. I love that. That's such a good little memory. But I'm always, I don't know what it is. I just, I'm obsessed with the offensive line when it comes to football. Cause mm-hmm. they're like the big grizzly mm-hmm. man and they're the protectors. They're supposed the protectors. to protect That's the quarterback. They're not cocky. They get in, they do the work. They're there to do their job. They're there to protect the ball, the quarterback, mm-hmm. whatever. So I've always. I think that says a lot about our taste in men. It does. <laughs> even like all my jerseys. Like I don't even own an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Oh, I wear I like that. Sutton and stuff like that. This mm-hmm. the men on the line because nobody yeah. ever has those. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. I love that. So you can tell my number two is Sutton. And then after <laughs> Jeff Saturday, Corey Lindsay stepped in for him and he was a young buck and he's did pretty well. So there you go. So there you go. Quiz your husband now. Be like, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one's entitled engagement story. Not sure if this is the right place to send this, but here goes. I never had any intention of marrying. I met my husband at 37. We had been together for two years when all this happened. I'm going to preface this with something that happened in May. We were at my niece's graduation. My guy and my mom disappeared. They always got along and had a good friendship. When they showed up, my mom was crying. It really didn't alarm me or make me think twice. She's a crier. She cries about everything. And we were all drinking. Fast forward to July, we went to San Francisco on July 4th. He wanted to go to the Golden Gate Bridge the first day. We had a huge fight the night before we got there, and he just seemed to be way more upset than I thought was called for, but I just let it go. It was our first big city vacation. We're fucking having a good time. When we were getting ready to go, he stuffed a handkerchief in his pocket, which I thought was weird, but whatever. 
When we got to the bridge, it was fucking freezing and the wind was howling. I was in shorts and a sheer shirt, having no idea what San Fran was like in the summer. I'm from Texas. It's hot all summer. My teeth were chattering. He said, let's just go to the first pillar. Then we can head back to the hotel and change. So I agreed and off we went. When we got there, I saw a couple with three boys. The dad was saying how he was up all night with one of them puking. I told my guy, let's take a selfie at the rail. He said, we should see if she'll take pics with, uh, pics with us with a camera with a camera for us. Let's take a selfie at the rail, he said. Um, oh, no, sorry. Which I quickly elbowed him and said, don't you fucking hear him say one of those little monsters was puking all night? I am not spending my vacation with a stomach bug. He gave her the camera anyways. She took a few pics, and the next thing I knew, he was pulling out the handkerchief and going down on one knee. I have no idea what he said. I started crying immediately. I got it from my mom. <laughs> I know it was sweet and heartfelt. And then he said, I don't have a ring. I know better than to think I could pick out, pick out that for you. But we'll t go tomorrow and find one. If you'll just say yes already. Which, which was when I realized I hadn't done anything but cry, LOL. I shouted yes and pulled him in. The lady did wonderful. He told her just her, to her he told her just to keep taking pics when he handed her the camera. So we have pictures of the whole thing. And true to his word, I found a perfect ring the next day. I have a ring for my grandmother. I have worn all day, every day for over twenty years. I knew he was the marrying kind, and I knew eventually it would come to that. We've been happily married for seven years on the twenty fifth of April. Oh, that's my anniversary, April twenty fifth. The 21st of April will be the 10-year anniversary of our first date. <clears throat> and then she goes on to say, I forgot to say, when I called to tell my mom, she said that's why she was crying in May. He had asked for my hand. She raised me as a single mom. He said she was the one that should have been asked. That's so sweet. I don't know why I want to cry. That's so sweet. Oh, and she sent a picture of them. Oh, she sent a picture of them proposing too. That's sweet. Oh, I want to see it. Send it to me whenever. I will. I'll take a picture afterwards, just in case she doesn't want me to show what? it on the internet. Have we ever talked about that? What do you think of? Should men ask the woman's parents nowadays? No, I don't think they should necessarily ask for permission, but maybe a blessing. I feel like that's kind of nice, like a heads up. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Yeah, that's what, um, you know, my husband did that with my dad. He didn't, he even said he was like, I'm not asking you permission. I think Leah can make that decision for herself. He was like, but I just want you to know these are my intentions. And my dad was just, my dad was happy to be the first to know. He wants to be the first to know anything. So <laughs> he was the first to know he's happy. <laughs> so what about you? Do you think, what do you think they should do? I don't know. I never really thought about it until then you know my marriage was kind of like oh we should probably do this because you know, I was in the middle of like a custody ordeal with my niece mm -hmm. and we were just all like spitballing around together at a table yeah <laughs> it's like hey you know what let's get married and me and me and Rob already had like a three-year-old at the time yeah well think about it this way so if your daughter was gonna get married what, what how would you feel about her partner just doing it and not telling you you know that's kind of how i feel like i don't feel like it's really a like a permission it's more of like a respectful thing yeah i don't, don't want to think about it because <laughs> i always hate them. you know as close as me and my son are i always click back in my mind and it scares me that Girls go home. Boys don't. Yeah, boys follow their wives. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yep. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't know. Mama's boys stay at home. He'll be we'll there. See. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
So, all right. And I don't know go. where Isabel will fall. You don't know? Like, don't know. what do you Like, mean? I feel like she would be the one asking. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Maybe. I feel like Isabel would be the one that would be asking. Well, then maybe she'll come to you and say, Mom, I'm going to propose to this girl. Yeah. <laughs> I did get them to agree. I'm like, can you guys, like, can one of you get, like, a girly girl or something? <laughs> Like I need someone prissy in this. Yes, house. like that I can get a dress on and stuff. You know, what? I'm gonna send my kids to you for like a week, and you'll be like, "This is too much. <laughs> the amount that is required to go with this is too fucking much." much. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna play the second installment of "Tempting You" by S.A. Clayton. But before, I just want to remind you that if you like "Tempting You," it leads right into the book "Tempting Fate." And that follows the best friend of the main character in this book that you're listening to now. It's a brother's, Tempting Fate is a brother's best friend's second chance romance. And it takes place at the same sex club that's featured in this book that you're listening to. It's live now if you want to go grab it. And then she's also got a brand new series called Harbor Cove. It follows five, five guys, best friends in a small town that all find love. The first book is called Hoping for Her. It came out the end of March. And the second book, Falling for Her comes out April 18th. So make sure you check that out and enter this week's giveaway. All right. There you go. Let's send them in. We'll All see right, you guys we'll on the them. other side. Chapter 5 Ian The taste of her still lingers on my lips as I place the plate of food in front of her. And I know that this benefits arrangement we have going on will burn me hard. The longer I spend with her, the more I want to know and the more I want to taste. And that's a deadly combination for a guy who could get burned at the end of this. As she devours her meal, I take a moment to really take her in. And not for the first time tonight, I wonder where she's been all my life. You need to stop staring at me like that. You're going to give me a complex. I smirk, loving the color that dusts her cheeks and nose. I wasn't lying when I told her I'd been watching the front door for days because meeting her rocked the foundation I thought was solid beneath my feet. But it turns out it crumbled with one look from her gorgeous blue eyes. Maybe that's what you deserve, I whisper, taking her lips in a soft kiss before walking away to serve more drinks. Once we were done in my office, we both righted ourselves, and I asked her to stay until my shift ended. She shyly said yes, just as her stomach rumbled loudly, and I knew I needed to get some food into her. I wanted to fill her with so much more than food. But I vowed when I dropped her off at home that I would let her decide how far this goes and how fast. Yet after tonight, that might be a bit harder to stand behind. So, she says, clearing her throat. Her eyes dart around the room and I smile at her avoidance of my gaze. What made you buy this place? I place both hands on the bar and lean forward my eyes taking in everything around us and trying to see it from her perspective. You're not the first one to think I don't fit in here, your ex included. Her eyes darken at the mention of her ex, but she shakes her head, shoving aside her plate and holding my gaze. That's not what I meant. It never occurred to me that you might not fit in here. I tilt my head, not believing her, and I open my mouth to say just that, but she continues before I can get a word in. What I meant was... You seem young to own a bar. I came into an inheritance when I turned 18 and never had the desire to go to college. I wanted to make something of myself, so I found this place and bought it. 
Her eyes linger on my lips. And I wonder if anything I just said bothered her. So I ask. Why would any of that bother me? Most people have that reaction when I say I never went to college. Most of the clientele here spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to make the money they do. And they always assume I don't know what I'm doing because I don't have a degree. I have expected her to agree with this statement, but she burst out laughing. I hate to break it to you, but most of the men who come in here put on a facade of success, when in reality, they're probably jealous of your independence and the fact that you work for yourself. I stand there stunned, because that was the last thing I expected to come out of her mouth. You're pretty amazing. You know that, right? I whisper, leaning over the bar and taking her lips with mine, wanting so much to take it deeper, but knowing with prying eyes all around us, we can't. I know. I didn't go to college either, and I'm mildly successful in my field. She wings, and I chuckle softly as I stand and take her hand in mine. Before you ask, yes, my parents hated it. But they got over it once they realized how happy I was to be outside of a stuffy classroom and following my passion. What do you do, if you don't mind me asking? She smiles shyly as her eyes dart everywhere but mine. You don't have to answer, you know. She shakes her head, releasing my hand. No, it's fine. It's just that no one has really asked me about what I do before. I eye her and wonder why, but she continues to talk before I can ask. I'm a writer. I smile, knowing that career fits her perfectly. What kind of things do you write? Mostly fantasy and science fiction romance novels. Her cheeks redden at the admission, and I tilt my head to the side. Are you embarrassed about that? She shrugs, taking another sip of her drink. Honestly, most people have an opinion when I tell them. Brad always told me I should write real fiction since my work was just fluff. My fingers clench into fists at the thought of punching that douchebag so hard his family feels it. But he never knew how much I made from it, so it's his loss. Her look of hesitancy tells me that she expects me to ask her how much she makes, but I couldn't care less. There's something else I want to know more. What are you doing this weekend? I ask, taking a breath because I have no idea how this will go down. Free as a bird. She smiles, interlocking our fingers. Why, do you want to take me on a date? She teases. Something like that. I want to take you somewhere. Her brow furrows, and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. That's a bit cryptic, you know. I nod, knowing how it sounds. But I don't want to scare her just yet. When I don't elaborate, she continues. You're really not going to tell me? I shake my head, hoping to God she trusts me enough to let me do this for her. Fine, you win. I smile, my chest expanding because this girl is everything I want. And if I have it my way, she'll be mine by the end of the weekend. Chapter Six Hallie Text me when you get here. That's all Ian's message says as I walk down the street to the address he texted me last night. He still wouldn't tell me what this place was or what to expect from the night. But standing here and peering up at what seems to be a regular house has me a bit perplexed. I take out my phone and send Ian a quick message. And before I have the chance to put my phone away, the front door opens and Ian walks out, looking sinful and all black. Hey, baby. 
he mutters before taking my lips, his hand finding the small of my back and pulling me even closer. I try not to think much about the nickname, knowing this is only temporary, but I love it all the same. What is this place? A flicker of uncertainty enters his gaze, and I wonder if I made a mistake in coming here. I mean, technically, I don't know much about Ian. I've only known him a week, and I've already let him eat me out like it was his last meal. Before I can think too much, he kisses me once more and takes my hand, leading me toward the front door. This is a sex club. I choke on nothing, my feet planting because I couldn't have heard him properly. Excuse me, what? He chuckles softly as he takes my face in the palm of his hands, bringing my eyes to his. Take a breath for me, okay? He whispers, and I do as he says, the panic of what lies beyond those doors dissipating slowly. I want you to know that you are not obligated to do anything in there, okay? That's not why I brought you here. Then why did you? I question not understanding why he would think this was the next logical step after what we shared in his office. Because from what I've seen, I think you'll enjoy it. Delirium is a club for people to explore themselves, either alone or with a partner. No one is here against their will. And I promise if you hate it, we will leave immediately. I nod, because a secret part of me always wanted to come here. It's been discussed around me for years but I've never had the courage to ask more about it. But now the opportunity to see it causes a fire to light deep within me, and I want to see what all the fuss is about. What made you think of bringing me here? I wonder aloud as he fist bumps the bodyguard at the front door. Like, specifically, I elaborate. When I held your hands above your head the other night, you liked that, right? I nod, hating the way the blush colors my cheeks. Well, being restrained is a kind of kink that can be explored here. My heart rate picks up. The idea of being left at his mercy causes my palms to sweat and wetness to pool between my legs. And let's not forget your praise kink. I stop walking again, my mouth hanging open. <laughs> what? When I called you a good girl, you flooded my mouth. You can't deny that. Baby, you loved it. Fucking hell, he's right. Neither of us says a word as Ian leads me farther into the club, my eyes taking in everything and nothing all at once. It's not until we pass through a teal velvet curtain that my eyes bug out of our sockets and my mouth drops open. I don't know what I expected a sex club to look like, but it wasn't this. The room is huge, filled with couches, chairs, and beds along almost every wall. As my eyes cast upward, I realize every room on the second floor has a glass wall, allowing everyone on the first floor to see every detail of what's happening behind those closed doors. I take a shuddering breath as my gaze filters down to one of the beds, where a man finishes restraining a woman to the headboard by her hands. My labored breathing causes me to become lightheaded, as a need I never knew was inside me comes roaring to the surface. I want that. I want that more than I knew. I see you found something interesting to watch. Ian murmurs into my ear as I grin, feeling the heat creep through my body as he pulls me flush against his body. My head turns, but before I can take his lips with mine like I planned, his fingers grip the edge of my jaw and hold my face forward. Don't take your eyes off them, okay? 
I nod my head as his hands slide over my body, teasing over the low waist of my skirt. In front of us, the man tightens the straps that bind her, stretching her arms up above her head. Her legs are spread as the man crawls between them, his eyes focused and his mouth intent on tasting her. That's when I feel the adrenaline and excitement charge through me. Her moans crest loudly the second his tongue touches her skin, as her fingers pull on the bonds that hold her in place. Ian's fingers slip beneath the edge of my skirt, finding the lace in my panties. And before I take a breath, his fingers swirl over my clit, causing my head to fall back onto his chest. Dirty girl, is this turning you on? He whispers into my ear. And I only nod because I can't take my eyes off the couple in front of us. Is that what you want, baby? He asks, his fingers dipping farther and farther inside me as my knees begin to give out. You want me to take you while you have no choice but to take it? I'm nodding before the words even register in my brain because I just want the ache inside me to go away. Before I can beg him to take me somewhere, he spins me around and leads me into one of the closed off rooms down a darkened hall, pushing me up against a wall just as the door shuts behind us. I open my mouth as a panicked feeling enters my brain, not wanting anyone to see me like this. But Ian kisses me, devouring my mouth before my brain can go into overdrive. No one will ever see you come but me. This is a private room. I nod, lacing my fingers in his hair and pulling his mouth back to mine. But before I bask in the feel of the loose strands, my wrists are hauled above my head and restrained in leather cuffs. Ian, I moan, my head falling back against the wall, my hips surging. He takes no time stripping me from the waist down, my eyes taking him in as he undoes his jeans and shoves them to the floor my mouth watering at the sight of his cock, and wanting nothing more than to know what it feels like to have it plunge inside me. You have no fucking idea how beautiful you look right now, he mumbles, as he takes out a condom, rolls it down his impressive length, and steps into me, his lips taking mine as he lifts my legs to wrap around his waist. Fuck, baby, he groans as I whimper, kissing him even harder. No one has ever made me this out of my mind with lust, and I want more, so much more. I expect him to fuck me right then and there, but instead he rips open my top, taking one of my nipples in his mouth, causing a moan to escape my throat. Ian, please, I need- His lips take mine once before sliding down my neck, leaving small bite marks across my skin. Tell me, baby, he purrs. Tell me what you want, Allie. You, I whisper. I need you to fuck me. He groans, crushing his lips to mine just as he places his cock at my entrance and surges inside me in one long and hard stroke. Pulling on my restraints creates a bite of pain that causes my walls to clamp down around his hard cock that is now pulsing inside me. God damn, Allie, he groans, kissing me through our panting breaths. Jesus, you are so fucking tight. My head falls back against the wall, and I start begging incoherently because the feel of him inside me is unlike anything I have ever experienced. I love sex. I've had some great experiences in my life, but this, this is on another level altogether. With a grunt, Ian wraps his hand around my neck, 
then lightly trails down between my breasts before gripping my hips and holding me still against the wall as he bucks me hard. Ian, I cry out in pure ecstasy, seeing stars as he starts to slide in and out of me, grinding his cock as deep as he possibly can while a new wave of pleasure starts to drown me. My legs cling to him as I gasp, melting as the orgasm crests, and I explode. Ian sinks deep into my clenching pussy, and I come hard, just as Ian stills inside me, finding his own ecstasy. You are. He starts, but doesn't finish, as he takes my lips in a sweet, gentle kiss that sends a whole new wave of emotions coursing through my body. His gaze meets mine, and I swear I see the same longing mirrored back at me. Before I can comment on it, it's gone. And Ian rests his head on my still-exposed chest. You were right. This was a good idea. I say as a shiver racks my body, causing Ian to laugh deep within his chest. But in reality, at this moment, Ian made me fall for him more than I already was. And I couldn't figure out if that was a good thing or the worst idea I've ever had. Chapter 7 Ian, it's been three weeks of bliss. Three weeks of Allie coming into the bar most nights to hang out. And three weeks of us going into delirium on Friday nights and sometimes Saturdays, depending on our mood. Three weeks of me slowly falling for the woman. Even though I know she only wants to be friends with benefits. I know this. We've talked about it. When I understand she's not ready for a relationship, I get it. It doesn't stop the way my heart stops every time she walks into a room, or how my body reacts when she makes those noises when I'm inside her. But the longer I spend with Hallie, the more I know I have to end it. I can't go on pretending I'm not falling in love with her. I can't pretend that being with her isn't the best part of my day. I just can't. So when the front door of the bar opens and my eyes connect with hers, I take a deep breath, hating what I'm about to do. Why do you look like someone ran over your dog? Allie asks. Sitting in her usual spot, she crooks her finger before leaning over the bar and taking my lips in a sweet but scarce kiss. And why are you kissing me like I'm your sister and not the woman you fuck every Friday night? I roll my eyes, trying to laugh it off, as I walk away and head toward the kitchen to get her food. Once I'm out of view, I lean against the hallway wall and close my eyes. My head hits the drywall as I second-guess why I'm doing this. What is going on with you? Allie asks as I set the food in front of her. I expect her to dig in like she does every other night she's here. But instead, her eyes bore into mine, and I panic. Nothing's wrong, I'm just tired. It's not a total lie. I am tired. But the reason has everything to do with her and the fact that I want her every day for the rest of my life. Allie tilts her head, her eyes questioning me. And I can see the moment she chooses to believe me, even though I know she doesn't. I try to ignore her eyes as they follow me as I work. Filling drinks, cleaning the bar, stocking the liquor behind me. But over time, the stone in the pit of my stomach begins to grow enough that I know if I don't say something soon, I might never do it. So, are we on for the club tomorrow? She asks taking a bite out of her standard chicken fingers and fries, a dish I used to make fun of her for, but now find endearing. 
Her question slowly registers. And I know it's now or never, so I shake my head. No, I don't think so. My voice is hushed, and for a second I wonder if she didn't hear me. But then my eyes meet hers, and I see the hurt and confusion staring back at me. What do you mean, no? Why don't you want to go? Her voice cracks, and I watch as her eyes fall, the uncertainty clear in her gaze. Look, I start, hating every second of this. I don't think we should see each other anymore. There, like a band-aid, I ripped it off in one motion. Now I'm left with the open wound. What? She whispers, her voice breaking, and I swear my heart breaks a little at the sound. And what do you mean? I thought- She doesn't finish the thought. I open my mouth to explain myself, but she shakes her head. The tears threaten to fall from her eyes, but my girl is strong, and she pushes them back. Hallie, I start but she holds up her hand. You know what? I'm sick and tired of men playing with my emotions. God, I can't believe I thought. She stops, and my heart stops with her. Could she want more too? You thought what? I question, my hand shaking as I white knuckle the edge of the bar. Hallie, you're the one who told me you only wanted benefits, that you couldn't do more than that. Silence deafens the bar as I wait for her to answer. When she doesn't, I hop over the bar and take her face in the palm of my hands. Hallie, what do you want? I ask, needing the words before I get my hopes up. At first she says nothing, her eyes darting back and forth between mine, and I wonder if I misread her. Maybe she's just pissed she's not going to get some every week. But then her teary eyes meet mine, and her shaking hands clasp around mine that are gently holding the base of her throat. I want more, she whispers, her gaze dropping to the floor, and I take a shuddering breath. I know I said all I wanted was benefits, but now, now I want more. I want it all, with you. The tears fall freely now, and I wipe them away with the pads of my thumb. I tried not to fall for you. I tried so hard, but you wormed your way inside my heart, and now I can't get you out. I smile, lifting her chin with my thumb so her eyes meet mine, before I lower my lips to hers. Fucking hell, you have no idea how insanely happy I am to hear those words. I murmur against her lips. Just as I try to take the kiss deeper, she pushes me away and I stumble back in shock. What the hell, Ian? A second ago you were breaking up with me. I can't help it when I laugh. Hallie shoots daggers my way, and I try to suppress my laughter as best I can before walking toward her once more. Baby, I was only doing that because I'm falling head over heels for you, and couldn't stand only being your friend with benefits. Her eyes widen as I smile, taking her lips in a kiss that shows her just how much I want her. Are you serious right now? I nod, leaning my forehead against hers. You know, that's pretty fucked up, she teases. I take her lips once more, loving the way her body fits against mine. But you're mine now, right? No more of that other bullshit. I want you, Hallie. I want your laughs, your smiles, and your love. I want it all. 
She smiles, taking my lips in a kiss that shows me exactly how in sync we are. And I thank the stars that she walked into my life when she did, because she's turned it upside down, and I couldn't ask for anything more. Epilogue. Hallie. A sex club? Jade mutters as I pull her down the street toward delirium. Are you insane? She questions, probably wondering why I know this place exists and why I brought her here. I see the unease in her eyes, and for a second I see a flicker of recognition as we step up to the front door. Before I can ask her about it, the look is replaced by pure fear. And I wonder if I made a mistake in bringing her here. It's not just a sex club, Jade. It's the sex club in the city. Delirium is more than it seems, I promise. She rolls her eyes, and I take her hand. How did you even find out about this place? She asks, and I feel the heat creep up my cheeks as I avert my eyes, hating that I've kept this from her all these months. Seriously, please tell me he didn't force you to come here. I shake my head as the memories of the past few months filter through my head. Ian tying me up to walls, poles, and bed frames. Him going down on me as I beg to come. But he leaves me in the crest for hours until I almost pass out from the pleasure. All of that is nothing compared to the way he looks at me when I walk through the front door of his bar. And I know it's love. Neither of us have said the words yet, but the feeling is there. It's not like that, I promise. This place changed the game for me, Jade. Just come and see, please. The uncertainty lingers in her gaze, but an added apprehension causes me to wonder if Jade has been here before. But all of that flies out of my brain once the doors open, and I see Ian standing there, his blue hair reflecting in the dark lighting, causing me to wonder how I got so fucking lucky. Jade? I question as I turn only to see her eyes glaze over and this panicked look on her face. Jade, are you okay? Her eyes snap to mine, the panicked look fading with each passing second. Go, I'll be fine, she whispers pointing at the bar and gesturing that she's going to get a drink. I want to stay with her, but she shoos me away as Ian grabs my hands and pulls me to his chest. Fucking hell, you look edible tonight, he whispers, and I melt for him, taking his hand as I lead him to our private room. The second the door shuts, I sink to my knees, undoing the button of his black jeans and whimpering when his cock springs free, the tip already dripping for me. When my tongue touches the tip, he groans, his fingers grasping my hair and pulling me so my lips sink even farther down his length. God damn, how does it get better every fucking time? He moans, thrusting his hips until his cock hits the back of my throat. My eyes look up to meet his, and the second they do, he pulls me up, yanking up my skirt and groaning in appreciation at the fact I didn't wear panties. Before I can beg him, his cock plunges inside me, causing every thought I had to float away in the bliss of those thrusts hitting me in the right spot. All too soon, we both come on a cry. And I know at that moment that this is the man for me. I love you, I whisper, my head hitting his shoulder as he slowly lowers me back to the ground. When he says nothing, I look up, fear gripping me. But what I see is pure happiness staring down at me. God, you have no idea how much I love you, Hallie. 
I thank God every damn day that you walked into my bar when you did, and that your douchebag of an ex cheated on you, because you're the best part of my life, hands down. I smile, taking his lips in a soft kiss. Let's go get a drink so we can do that all over again. Ian chuckles before kissing my temple, helping me write my clothes before we make our way back to the bar. I expect to see Jade sitting at the bar nursing a drink, but what I don't expect to see is her talking to the bartender, a man who was way too good looking for this place. And from the look on my best friend's face, they are not strangers. This has been Tempting You by S.A. Clayton. Read for you by Allie Piper. Welcome back. Hey. So this is the part where I tell you we have a two-week break after this. We are taking two weeks off. Yeah. For Easter and spring break. So however you want to look at it, we'll have two weeks with nothing. (laughs) Um, I actually think maybe next week I'll just come on and talk about like new releases or whatever. I've got a couple of ads that we've got next week. So we may just come on and just talk about whatever we've got going on in the books that are releasing that week. But then after that, we have our brand new book by Inez Johnson that's going to play on May the 3rd. It's called Two If I See. So she's our next author up in a couple of weeks. So make sure you get ready for that and come back and join us. All right. I think that's everything. All the links will be in the description for even our books and stuff and all of these S.A. Clayton's books are all in KU, so I'll give you the link to go straight to her Amazon as well if you want to click, keep on clicking through. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else? I think that's it. Thanks, S.A. Clayton, for being with us this week. We appreciate it. All right. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, 